0: This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. But I got to tell you something, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be a legend. And when he's acquitted, and he will be, I believe that. If he's not, he'll still be a legend. But when he's acquitted, <laughs> you're going to see Kyle Rittenhouse shooting ranges. You're going to see Kyle Rittenhouse shooting gloves and pants and jackets. And the man is going to be an absolute legend in our lifetimes, and he should be. He has gone through hell. He wears black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Right Radio. His name is New York Mike, and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio, new york mike hi i'm new york mike and this is roll right radio thanks for listening by the way thanks for being all you subscribers out there we got a growing audience of subscribers and we appreciate every one of you so roll right radio and uh, the last episode you heard from i'm gonna say my candidate Corey gibson i hope you enjoyed it I got a lot of great comments on the Veterans Day episodes, the two episodes we did last week, including the one right on Veterans Day. And thank you very much for all those comments. I really do appreciate it. I'm waiting to hear some comments on Corey Gibson. I'd really like to hear what people think. I thought it was a great interview. I've known Corey for a short period of time. My friend and partner, Richie, from New York, has known him for a long time, Richie and his partner, Jeff like seventeen years, eighteen years, and they told me he's a great guy. Talking to Corey now for the last few months and trying to put this whole thing together with his packed P A C T Pact and us trying to put together this super pack, which we're actually taking over an existing super pack and getting to know Corey. It's been impressive. But then I did the podcast with him and we had talked about it and he just blew me away. He was fantastic. Once he gets on that platform And starts rolling, guy is really good, and it's from the heart. There's one thing, even if it's only been a couple of months, the consistency is right there, and he just comes out. He's, I don't want to say in your face, but he certainly is pretty clear on everything that he believes in and his his whole agenda. So I was impressed with him, even having known him, and, and knowing he's an impressive guy. That was even. That much more impressed than I hope everybody else out there was, too. We got, you know, a little ways to go in the next few weeks. There's a lot of things Corey needs to put together, doing some important political things to, to build up to getting that endorsement by President Trump. So we're there, and me and Rich are working behind the scenes, just putting the mechanisms together to do the fundraising and put together the PAC, the super PAC and the whole thing. Yeah, it's new territory for me. This is a huge election, and things got to get right. And there's a lot of things that got to get straightened out. I don't know if I talked about it last week, but after that vote on the infrastructure bill a week ago, Friday night, it, it shocked me. It was like somebody hit me in the head with a baseball bat. Like, what? How in the world did 13 Republicans Vote for a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill when we don't even know what's in it. We keep on hearing all these crazy things. And I'm not just talking about the money. $1.2 trillion and maybe 10%, somebody said 9%, 10% actually goes to infrastructure, bridges, tunnels, railroads, things of that nature. The rest of it goes for these social programs. They call it human infrastructure. It's paying people to have babysitters and giving people tax breaks for all the wrong reasons. It's just whack. We really don't know what's in it, whether it's CNN or MSNBC, whatever it is. I haven't turned them on and have these people explain it. I haven't heard anybody at Fox News explaining it. So it it kind of blew me away. Certainly this incredible... Inflation. Now, we talked about inflation. I talked about it way back in March. And I said, put a piece of paper on your refrigerator, put it there with a magnet, and write inflation right across the top. And then put down five or six things, just a few things. Start with the price of gasoline, then milk, eggs, the other products that you buy frequently. And then monitor that once every two weeks. Take a look, write down the price, and keep those same things. And I figured, okay, that was March, April, May, June. It's going to go. My God, I didn't think it was going to double. And here we are. We're on the way. I mean, gas was just a little over two bucks a gallon. Close to three. Now it's close to six. It's crazy. They were trying to say, oh, it's transitory. Transitory means it's going to pass. Well, it's not. It's not. And then you listen to Jennifer Granholm, who's the Secretary of Energy in the Biden administration. She was the former governor of uh, the state of Michigan. She's on air, and they said, well, what's your plan? What are you going to do about the energy and the price of gasoline? And she laughed. She said, what am I going to do? I don't have a magic wand. That was her words. And then when they said, wait a minute, what is the president? Presidents can't do anything about inflation. These prices, this is all about the Fed. It's like the Federal Reserve Bank has to do with that. All they could do about inflation is raise interest rates. You don't want that. Well, maybe you do want that. Who's going to adjust it? Who's going to fine tune it? Because the higher they go, the more radical fine tuning the Fed has to do. She's right. Yeah, the Fed has a big role to play here. They've been manufacturing money. They've been just, you know, printing money like crazy. And the money's been going out in zillions of dollars. And the more money that's out there, the less value the money has. That's just common sense economics. That's Everybody knows that. You print too much money, it it devalues the dollar. Period. The end. Okay. Well, they went way overboard. And now there's Granhold. On one hand, she says, leave it to the Fed, which obviously means raising the interest. And on the other hand, she says, oh, yeah, let's uh, pass this. $1.2 $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. All that's going to do is throw so much more money out there. It's going to lower the value of the dollar. And you're going to need that much more money to go and buy gasoline for sure, milk, eggs, butter, everything you need from that grocery store every week, weekend and week out. It just keeps on going. What can the president do? The president can build back the pipelines, for crying out loud. All he's got to do is reinstate the Keystone Pipeline. Now they're talking about getting rid of the, I think it's called the number five pipeline in Michigan that goes to Toronto or whatever. And he's talking about closing that. Don't close and open up the pipelines, the Dakota Pipeline, all the pipelines that we had Reopen them. Open up those oil and gas drilling leases that he canceled with the federal government. It's not subsidizing the oil industry. Do whatever is going to help the oil industry, to produce more oil, to get our own energy. We were energy independent. We didn't have to depend on anybody in the world, not OPEC, nobody. For our oil, we didn't, and now we do. Bring us back to that. It would just take the reduction of the, the government regulations that, that you have reinstituted that Trump got rid of, and you put them back in, by the way, with a vengeance. And so, if you want to get rid of inflation, bring down the price of oil. What about all the packaging? We have so much. Everything that you buy today is in this plastic pack. It takes ten minutes to open the friggin' and that's if you have a sharp knife. Sometimes I think the packaging costs more to put together than the product. It's just, it's just. Mind boggling. You just you want something, just you know, boom, pick up your phone, call amazon's here the next day. It's all convenient, you don't have to go out, you don't have to shop, get it, it's done. If you don't like it, send it back. But I look at the packaging and I go, Man, if there's anything that's taken up all this these global climate change crazies are, are complaining about, it seems that's much worse. But I don't think that's the case. Because I think that they actually want the price of gasoline to go way up. I think they want to make fossil fuel obsolete, and and they want to make it obsolete by causing the, the things. Look what they're doing. Even even the backup of of products where they they can't get them in because the trucks aren't there to deliver it. They can't send it out. The trucks can't get the fuel to deliver the goods. The fuel costs have gone up through the roof. They're going to have to raise the price for the cost of distributing all this stuff. The supply chain is going to continue to grow if this stuff that is sitting out there on all the boats and the ships can't be distributed around the country by by rail and truck. And the cost of this, because, I mean, that's what they're doing. What they want is the quote-unquote what they call clean energy. Now I got to tell you I don't usually go railing against all this clean energy stuff. It's not I think it's crazy. But you know the truth of the matter is I hate windmills. They they don't do anything really. They don't supply nearly nearly as much energy as as they destroy them. Just I mean The beauty of nature, you look out on these the the hilltops as you drive through the countryside, and you want to see the tops of the mountains. And you go to Palm Springs, and sometimes of the year, you could look up, and it's really nice. It's 70 degrees, and there's snow on top of the mountain. It's beautiful. Now all you see are windmills. Windmills. Listen, stop tilting at windmills, okay? This isn't about Don Quixote. You got to stop it it's not the answer it's just not doing anything now solar which is probably a lot better and it works for sure but it's limited don't get me wrong and i'm sure glad i've got solar in my house but it's still not the answer they want all this stuff and electric vehicles they want all electric vehicles electric cars Electric motorcycles, electric trucks, electric buses, electric trains, electric planes. I mean, come on! Yeah, it, it, it's it's. I'm all ready to embrace Tesla. I I am. I mean, we've talked about it. We've gone down. We've seen it, and I have friends that love that Tesla and they swear by it. But I think that owning a Tesla is you got to be a little careful. And I've talked to some friends. Yes, if you, if you have solar, you plug it in at night at your home, and it's going to be a lot less expensive to get that 300 miles out of that car. If you can plug it in at home, then if you have to fill it up with gasoline, especially high-priced gasoline, I just paid about five dollars. It was 4.85, so it's going to be at five something pretty soon, and after the winter. It's going no place but hop, but that's what they want now, as they raise the price of gasoline, it's going to make the electric cars the electric vehicles that much more palatable. It's going to happen because they're making it happen. But if suddenly they opened up those pipelines, started you know writing those leases and federal federal leases for oil and gas drilling. What they had to do with the coal mines, if they, if they did all this stuff, it would bring the price of gas back down. It might take a little while, but by the summer, you'd be going from 450 back down to 375 It would drop that much, and then it would drop more. It would get back almost to where it was. The damage is done. There's going to be some residual damage that's not going away, but they don't want to do that. Because then the comparison between the electric vehicle and the fossil fuel vehicle won't be that much of a difference. As a matter of fact, the fossil fuel vehicle might look that much better. Now, where does Elon Musk stand on all this? I mean, the price of his vehicles has risen dramatically in a short period of time. And everybody buys it, offsets it in their mind. With the fact that, well, we're not going to have to pay for gasoline. So if I'm spending 500 a month for gas, and my finance cost for the car is so much, it's offset by 500 Oh, they can rationalize it. That's great. But when the prices keep going up, and that's what they're doing. Watch what the government does. Scratch your head and wonder why. Okay, he did the pipeline. He stopped the oil and gas leases. But now that he's seen the damage that it's done, the inflation that it's caused, the hardship, the heartache, just horror story to the average family. I remember when he was running for something and he talked about kitchen table issues. And he sits in his house with his kitchen table and goes, well, think about that family sitting around the kitchen table today. Talking about, the, the you know, almost doubling the price of a gallon of gasoline. And they got to drive drive to work, drive the kids to school, drive where they go. They want us to drive less. That's their goal. This is the way they're playing the game, and it's working. On that front, they're winning. It's costing us a lot, and some of us don't see it. It's costing us a lot when I compare what I'm currently spending for gas and how much I'm driving, and by the way, and now, of course, they're coming up with the mileage they're gonna tax you for mileage driven. I think that starts January first, right here in San Diego. I don't know if it's all of California, just San Diego. But they passed it. And you're gonna be spending, I don't know how much it is. It's gonna be at least four or five hundred a year, maybe more. I don't know how much you drive driving. I don't know how they calculate it. I don't know how deep into our personal lives they have to dig to get all this information. It is the Eighty-five thousand more IRS agents, part of the infrastructure deal, or part of his, you know, three trillion dollar build back better. Deal. I, I, it's very confusing. It's all over the map. He's got stuff everywhere. But how far do they have to dig in our lives? The the people that they're interviewing for these jobs okay. and the in the cabinet that are still open. They're talking about not only going into your bank account for. Every six hundred dollar transaction. Then they said ten thousand dollar transaction. Now they're talking about a whole new ball game. I mean, this is just intrusion. And they say when they're talking about the schools and going after the parents who are complaining about CRT and the the gender agenda and that that these are white supremacists. Well, what was it? Merrick Garland, the attorney general, came out and said he's going after these parents, these white supremacists. And and where is he getting his his authority to do that? The, the Patriot Act? The Patriot Act. That was initiated after the 9-11 attacks. But they're going to now use that, which is supposed to be used to find out if foreign agents, if Islamic terrorists are planning things, and you're working with a, with the I mean... Okay, they want to do that. And by the way, back in the day, right after 9-11, when this came up, I said, yeah, we got to do it. I I was stupid. I can't believe how naive I was because what's more dangerous than a terrorist? <laughs> Obviously a government activist. I mean, if they can have this kind of access to our private information, things in our lives. I mean, they have the HIPAA laws where they're supposed to protect you so that your medical history is is protected and private. But, oops, now you got to have a passport that proves that you had the vaccine to go shopping, to get on an airplane. And, And now they're using the Patriot Act to go after the parents who are going to the school boards to complain about things they don't like in the way their children are being taught and whether that's crt on the one hand or maybe it's just not enough reading, right. writing, writing arithmetic maybe they say well i want my children to learn reading how to read read well how to write how to add subtract multiply divide how to use algebra, calculus, these geometry. These are the things that we want our children to learn. And you're just teaching them, you know, social whatever, cultural, whatever. You're teaching them about critical race theory? Now, by the way, that's a heading. They're denying it. The teachers' unions and all those, Oh, we're not teaching critical race theory. Yes, they are. They're lying. They're absolutely lying. Because they are. And and some of these Commentators that I see on The View, on CNN, MSNBC, they're coming out blatantly saying things on air that we don't want to taught to our children behind our backs. And then they're, they're denying it, and yet they say the same thing right on television. It's way beyond white privilege because we've done these things. I can't even, I don't even want to repeat it. It's such racist nonsense but that's what's going on right so how did i get on to this rant okay i mean you know hey i i get it no i'm being consistent right here i'm talking about how important this coming election is the election of november 2022 it is it's around the corner this is november it is almost exactly a year away a year is nothing in you know political time a year is nothing we need a year to be able to stop this two trillion three trillion whatever and it's more than the money it's the government empowering the government to get even more into our lives and to direct our lives to to know everything that we're doing and you don't want this even my left-wing friends, you don't want this. You think it's okay because they're just going after the billionaires? Because they're just going to raise hell and tax people that make over 400000 a year? That's not why they need 85,000 new IRS agents. No. They're going after everyone. You, me, everyone. Be careful what you wish for. Oh well, yeah, you could wish that there's all this, well, I don't know if I want to call it vengeful kind of attack on the wealthy. It seems like that is a big part of it. But even if it's not, if you're just genuinely saying, well, they're making all that money and they were still poor people, let's take some money from them. Look, you don't want to use these kind of Gestapo tactics, and that's what they are. You want to be fair. I know, yeah, Biden says, oh, pay your fair share. Well, they pay their fair share. Tax policies, it's going to change. But it's kind of drastic, the way they're talking about it. And then they say, no one under 400000 Then he changes it amount of family. So if a husband and wife are each making 200000 that's 400000 It's not of each of them making 400000 or one of them making $400,000. It's the combination. I mean, where's the fairness in that? So you got to be very skeptical when you're talking about giving a government the kind of power that this government, they're not asking for, they're demanding it. They're demanding it. And if you deny it, they're calling you a racist. I mean, they're calling you a racist anyway. So this, of course, brings us to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Now, I wanted to talk about a couple of other things. I'm leaving. I'm headed to Florida. I'll be on the road for two, three weeks. I had an interesting weekend. that <laughs> just came up. But I I, I need to, you know, what's the most interesting thing going on today? The Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Kyle Rittenhouse. And everybody knows about it. It's as big or bigger than the O.J. Simpson trial. This is huge. Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17-year-old kid. That went to Kenosha, Wisconsin during the riots of what, a year and a half ago. He's a kid that was practicing first aid and he was part of a group of people that do gooders, kind of people that want to protect other people and that kind of a kid. He's also a, a kid that was into guns and home protection and all that kind of stuff. Nice kid. And the riots were going on and he was concerned. It'd been going on for a couple of days. They tore the town down. They burnt it down. They burnt down stores. They burnt down the federal courthouse. They burnt down everything. There were riots in the streets going on for days. Why? Because George Floyd was murdered by a cop who put his knee on his throat and kept it there for over nine minutes. Now, that's horrendous. And I could see people being upset. But... You're going to riot throughout the whole country, which is what happened? There's another tension for you. I get it. But th- think about the fact George Floyd was a criminal. He was a, a bad criminal. He wasn't just a shoplifter. Whoa, shoplifting is not a crime anymore. Okay, sorry. But he put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach and threatened to kill her. if She didn't give up. This guy was bad. And him and this cop, knew each other off the job when they both worked for security for a nightclub and there was bad blood between them and this cop was wrong i mean as a human being and the cops around him and the other people around him, people will complain they said you got to let the guy up he's saying he can't breathe he's this he's that And and they were all right and it was murder and he was put in trial and he was found guilty of murder plain and simple so without going into the whole history of it Why was the whole country ravaged? Because this whole country and the BLM, the Black Lives Matter people, which is a communist organization, a Marxist organization. Listen, this isn't me calling them names. This is what they admitted themselves. This is who they are. They're Marxists. And they went off and said, oh, this is evidence of white cops killing innocent black people all over the country. And it's just not true. Never was true. But where are the people standing up? Where's the leadership in this country? The politicians who are supposed to be leaders standing up and doing something? they do nothing. You know what they did? I shouldn't say they do nothing. I take that back. The left wing the Democrats called for defunding the police, taking the money away from the police department, reforming the police department, the whole police department of every city, every town, every every little village in the country because these White police are racist, and they're killing black citizens. And it's just not true. And again, I'm not going to go off into space on this, but you know it's not true. I know it's not true. But here they are, burning down Kenosha. So Kyle Rittenhouse drives down, as other people did, to protect property of people in Kenosha. For a year, I watched the news, and I never understood What is connection with Kenosha? Kenosha is only 21 miles away from where he lives in Illinois. No one ever said what the connection was between Cowritten House and Kenosha. I see on the trial, he's sitting there, and the prosecutor, he questions him. Why were you there? You didn't work in the store. You didn't know the owner of the store. You didn't have a thing. He goes, I went there. My dad lives there. Now, why would a prosecutor ask a question that he doesn't know the answer to? It was like he got hit with a brick. Oh, all these people were saying he had no business there. He crossed the state line. He did this. He did that. That's where his dad lives. I didn't know that until I saw the trial. It was clear to anybody watching the trial, clear to anybody that knew anything about what was going on that this kid shot these people, two died, and one was wounded in self-defense. Well, the two died, they're dead. They couldn't come and talk. But the kid, the other one, the one that he shot in self-defense, the prosecutor puts him on the witness stand, and it comes out that he was pointing a gun at Carl Rittenhouse's head. And that's when he got shot. And he, he threatened to shoot him. He had a gun. He had a pistol. Is there any question? So we we don't know. Now if you're like me, you've been watching this trial, and I have, and I don't usually do that, but it's compelling. I watched the the prosecutor. He kept on proving that this was self-defense, and then he started denying it. First he'd prove it by having the guy that was shot admit that he was planting a gun of car witness and threatening to kill him. And then he says, well, I, I guess it was because Rittenhouse had a bigger gun. I don't know what his theory was, but we are now where My gut feeling is that the jury probably wants to spend enough time to liberate, because they have to come out not guilty. For, they've got to vindicate this kid. Not only did he just shoot these animals who were rioting in self-defense, and one of them was a pedophile, just got out of prison raped some women. These were not nice people. He was also helping people. He was bandaging people who were hurt. Because he had his AR-15. He was being attacked, rushed by mobs who were threatening, and they were all yelling at him and threatening. Him. And then oh, he did what he did, but it was proven. Done. Self-defense. But everybody's calling him a racist. The president of the United States of America called Kyle Rittenhouse a racist. He was 17. I think he's 18 now when this all happened. Nicest kid. No, nothing in his background anywhere would suggest he has a racist bone in his body. I mean, he's no Joe Biden. Joe Biden, every time he, you never know, he's going to give a speech. He's going to say something else nasty about black people. Oh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a good Negro. I mean, how many times? Oh, it's a 7 Eleven. It must be, and then he makes up some language that sounds like he's from Pakistan. Or something. It's like, well, this guy is nothing but a racist, if you call it not a racist. So, if he calls Rittenhouse a white supremacist, it would be laughable, except it's so sad that the president would do that. This kid, he's going to be a hero. The legend of Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't think it's begun like it's at the beginning stages. And by the way, whether or not they find him guilty, or they find him not guilty, he's, he's going to be a villain and a, and a hated person to all these people are call him a racist. Why? The three people he shot were white. He's white. They were white. Where's the racist thing? Wait, where does that come into play here? There was nothing. Oh, he interrupted. The riots, which they call a protest, by the way. Burning down the town of Kenosha is a protest to them, okay? okay. That's a protest. But a mm-hmm. riot, no. If you're burning down and, and looting stores and breaking down so I mean, what was it, the mattress store that was there and these nice people that lived there that worked there, they owned that store, and it, it's gone. Totally gone. How many other stores? Totally gone. They wrecked it. Why? George Floyd was murdered. He shouldn't have been. It was wrong. He was being arrested, and he should have been arrested. It's America. You're innocent until you're proven guilty. And that cop was wrong, and he was proven guilty. And he's paying the price. But we're paying the price. The whole country's paying the price. And who are the people in these downtown areas that are paying the price? They're victims of this crime. I don't know how to equate the price paid by this country because people wanted to create something, create an idea, which they have, that white cops are killing black kids all over the country, and this is a big deal. It would be a big deal if it was true. And it's not true. It's not true at all. It's not even close to true. And hundreds of cops are getting killed every year. Cops getting killed. And I'm not saying they're getting killed by a certain you know, race of people. They're getting killed by fellow Americans. And, and these black kids in these black communities are getting killed by other black kids in black communities. And these communities that are being torn down and beaten up. And black kids, black families, black people with jobs. The places of work are getting destroyed. The family unit, which has been destroyed anyway by, what, 50, 60 years, since 1964. The Democrat Party in this country has ruined the black communities all over the country. That's just a fact. It's not just me. Talk to some of the black leadership in this country that'll tell you that. Black, white, we're American. We're all Americans. We share a nation, and when the nation does good, we all do good. And when the nation doesn't do well, we all suffer. That's, that's just the way it is, and that's the way it should be. If, if you think it's anything else, you're wrong. You're an idiot. It's so simple. It's out there in front of your nose. When the country's doing well, we're all doing well. Black, white, gay, Puerto Rican, Jamaican. I don't care if you're an American. European, Chinese American, Japanese, it doesn't matter. You're here in America, you're an American citizen, the country's doing great, you're doing great. When the country's going through tough times, you're going through tough times. And there's exceptions to every rule. Some of the people that are doing well, they're insulated from some of that stuff. Sure, Hollywood people. A lot of politicians. Yeah, yeah, I know. And some of the big captains of industry. But for the most part, it That's a small percentage. That's not half the country. That's, I don't know, 5%, 3%. It's not a lot. It's really not. We want our neighbors, our friends, our fellow countrymen and women and children and grandparents. We want them all to do well. Burning down cities because a cop killed a black guy is wrong putting that cop in jail putting him on trial having him pay the price that he is paying right now and will continue to pay that's the right thing to do and what is the leadership of the democrat party doing when their only ticket to ride is defund the police Reform them, take them apart. You're going to have social workers come to domestic violence calls. Right. Good luck with that. It's not going to stop it. You got to stop crime. You got to put out, you got to save these neighborhoods. I was brought up in the projects. We weren't even middle income, middle class, whatever. And by the way, we couldn't get through every, any month. Every single month was a horror story, disaster. As a little kid, as you get to the end of the month, you you start to feel that that the stress, the tension, the yelling, the screaming. You 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 can't afford the food. You get one pair of sneakers, by the way. That's it, and you outgrow them. Oh my God! I I thought I'd come into the crime. You know, there wasn't one pair of shoes that I had as a kid that didn't have torn up magazine covers on the bottom on the inside before I finally had to throw them away you'd wear them out and then there'd be holes in the bottom no you can't you can't bring them to the shoemaker whoo I no. (laughs) who could afford that you get the magazine you try to get the thickest part and you put it down there and you that's what you do and that'll stretch it for a month. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. I don't remember. But that's every single pair of shoes. And I only had three or four or five because <laughs> each year when the school starts, beginning of the school year, you go to Tom McCann <laughs> or National Shoes. Remember? National shoes ring the bell for all you people who want to dress well. Hey, that's <laughs> that's where you go, right? Tom McCann, you know, that's my dog Todd. He lives in the shoe. I'm Buster Brown. I'm living there, too. <laughs> so that that was it. Once a year, school starts, you get that pair of shoes, and you better treat them right. So that's loving tough. Some of these kids have it tougher. I, mean, I got story, stories forever. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to think about it, let alone tell the story. I don't like the memories that I, that I keep on conjuring up as I'm as I'm talking here. So can you imagine what these kids are going through today, how their lives are, and how much more disrupted they are because of these riots, because of the criminal elements that are able to run just just rampant around their neighborhoods because there's less cops, there's no cops, there's complaints about cops, because cops can't get insurance because they're not covered by the cities that they work in? What's going on in America? Who are these Democrats? It's the Democrats. The Democrat Party is doing this. And why isn't the Republican Party standing up and having press conferences every week? And not just on Fox News. Every place. I, just talking about this. Defund the police stuff. It's not just the funding the police. It's not just the funding the police. It's ruining these neighborhoods. It's horrible that these people have to live through this. And Kyle Rittenhouse went down to Kenosha to try to be a force for good and help stop this. And he was attacked by this crowd. And it wasn't a black crowd. And it wasn't a white crowd. It was just a crowd and all these people. Yeah, it was BLM. It was also Antifa. Whatever the group is. BLM is is initials. It's a Marxist group. It's not a black organization. So let's not say it was the black people. No, it had nothing to do with black people or white people. It was just these anarchist people who are against anything in the government. They're for communism, which is what the Democratic Party is. It's a communist institution. And we should be clear about that. And we should be loud about that. And we should make everybody that that votes For the Democrat that gets involved in this Democrat party, it's okay if you want to do that. Just understand what you're doing. You're involving yourself with communism. You're raising these prices to give control. You're mandating masks, mandating vaccines. This is giving the government this much control over us. This is what these people have to be talking about every day. And when you look at this Kyle Rittenhouse trial and you see what's going on, you're looking at black and they're calling it white. It's exactly that. You see it as clear as the nose on your face and they're trying to tell you that's not your nose, that's your ear. If you believe that, you're crazy. But I got to tell you something, Carl Rittenhouse is going to be a legend. And when he's acquitted, and he will be, I believe that. If he's not, he'll still be a legend. But when he's acquitted, (laughs) you're You're going to see Kyle Rittenhouse shooting ranges. You're going to see Kyle Ritten shooting gloves and pants and jackets. And the, the man is going to be an absolute legend in our lifetimes. And he should be. He has gone through hell this last year and a half. You think it's easy for him because he looks so cool up there? He's doing a great job. Calm, cool, and collected. He knows his life is on the line. They come back with a guilty verdict. And there's all this pressure. There's people threatening their lives. And who knows? They can come back and say he's guilty. And he's sitting there. If you've never been on trial, if you've never been through a court situation, you don't know if you're going to win or lose until it's done, until that jury comes back with a verdict. You don't know. And this kid's life is out there hanging in the balance. And he, he is so cool. You know why? Because he believes in himself. He, he believes in the truth. He believes in the country. You could see it in him. Listen. The, the verdict hasn't come out when it does come out. I'm going I'm to put that out there. The jury is deliberating long enough so that they can say with good conscience. To all the people on the other side, listen, we thought long and hard. We discussed every issue. We went over every item. We went over it and over it. We worked our butts off to get it right. We did it. And so... Are they taking a little longer than we'd like? Yeah, because most of us, no matter how we feel, have made up our minds already. But they have a job to do, and they're doing it. I don't envy them. These are people who are going to be threatened. You can see what's going on. But I think that this country's starting to turn around, and I think that this country's starting to realize, I don't think, it. I know it, we need our police. We need to get law and order back in this country and justice for all. I'm New York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. We're rolling right and we're out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.